Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans. Welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Going to get into it right away. We've got Chris and Siobhan of the band The Fuzz. You just heard them singing the theme song, and now you're going to hear them talking about food. Hey, check one, two. Hey, hey, check. This is our check life. One, two. This is all we check do one, two, is sound three, checks. One. <laughs> check one, two. Yeah, you guys, check one, two. There you go. Yeah, you guys aren't unfamiliar to sound no. checks, right? It's oh, easy. no. <laughs> this is a lot different than the ones we usually do. Yeah, but I'm here with Chris and Siobhan of The Fuzz. If that, do, that should sound familiar because, foodie fans, I hope you've been listening. You get to hear them every episode, technically. You get this is your, you know, uh, seventh or eighth episode, technically, but now you're on it. So welcome to Foodie Films. Thank you so much. Thanks. You guys took silly lyrics I wrote. <laughs> silly, 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 very silly lyrics I wrote and put together an awesome theme song that I'm so proud of. So number one, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It, it was fun. It was fun to actually uh, put it together. And actually, you know what? Siobhan was the uh, the catalyst. I, she actually she sat down and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, you know. Actually, I can't even say that. Um, <laughs> so the guitar player that we worked with for this, Andy Bookstaver, who's our friend, he had a couple different feels for the song. Okay. Oh, what about this one? It was like a grungy 90s one. We were like, hmm. And then he just had that one. Like, doo, 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 yeah. Doo, doo. It's upbeat. It's happy. Yeah. It's, you know, I, what I hope most people feel when they experience great food. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. So we played that and I was just like, okay, bam. And then I just wrote the whole thing in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. And I just like grabbed some of the words and like flipped them around, did yeah. whatever. But it was like very, very small editing. It was, you gave us really great bones. So. Well, thank you. Now I'm, I'm officially now a lyricist. But... <laughs> you are officially now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love the theme song. I want to do so many different things with it. Like I was telling you guys before, I put like a little on, on our Instagram at, uh, you know, foodie.films.podcast. You can see a little video I put together with food clips, but I want to figure out even a better thing to do with it. Maybe even a music video eventually. We don't, yeah, let's do like, it. Like, we're just, we go from like different, it'll be like the, you know, the three of us going from restaurants or maybe the four of us including Andy and we can go and just be like munching on things and yeah no that's great I love that <laughs> idea. I'm not mad at that I would not complain 
<laughs> don't don't uh, tempt me with a good time. Yeah, seriously. Sure. <laughs> You're gonna take us. We're gonna munch on things. Like, just don't tell us to pretend to munch on them. We're gonna actually eat them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there getting into food? Is there anything that neither of you? What are your? Do you have any boundaries or what? You know. Uh oh. Is this a sore subject? <laughs> Yes. It's a, no. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. I have an open book, but oh, okay. it's sad because I love food yeah. so much. Uh-huh. And I feel like, like I watch Andrew Zimmern's show. I know we're talking about fil- uh, films, but yeah. when I watch um, any Zimmern show, like I know he always says, I have no food allergies. I have a zillion. Like if, if yeah. I didn't, I would uh. eat like him. I would eat everything. I'd yeah. pop everything in my mouth that someone said was food. Um, but... I have a lot of raw fruit allergies. So that ruins like those salads, those funky salads with the apples and all the other different raw, fresh ass crap. Like I can't have any of that. Um, And then nuts. I can't have almonds. Like, And that's like, you know, when I'm trying to get healthy, I ask people, what should I eat to like lose a couple LBs? And they're like, almonds. And I'm like, great. (laughs) Have a nice apple, almond, gorgonzola salad. Yeah, that's gone. Gone. Um, And then, you know, you never know. Sometimes there'll be a surprise. Like now I'm finding that I can't have soy. And I'm finding that it's hard to have gluten. It's hard to have corn. I'm like, come on. Come on, universe. Because I I love all food. Yeah, give Mm -hmm. you a break. Yeah, exactly. That's got to be... I know my sister, like, eventually got a gluten allergy that she can't, like, have any, anything. It's not, you know, not oh. like she's because she's trying to lose weight or something. It's because she broke, like, she went to the emergency room several times because of it. And I'm like, you can't have just, I mean, it's right away. Big, like, I mean, anything. There's something gluten in so many things. Like, right. they have to use separate pans for even cooking, like, her food and everything like that. Oh, but wow. Yeah, that, that, pizza, that's a definite that would just allergy. Be if I woke up and that happened, I don't that's personal hell right yeah. there yeah. for me. There are some things, some intolerances that I'm now getting over time. But I, I just, am I allowed to curse on this? Yes. I just say, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm now allergic to avocados and eggplant too. What? And I just eat them anyway. Yeah. Cause they're not going to kill me. It's just like, if anything, if Mildly I have any cuts, uncomfortable. yeah, if I have yeah. any open cuts or like on my lips, if I have any cuts, like then it'll blow up. Uh-huh. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like as it is, I, there's so many things I'm missing. So mm. whatever. <laughs> Any food allergies for you, Chris? No. Actually, I can eat anything I want to eat, but, uh, you know, I, everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, you know. that's, I think that's just, just the how to enjoy Absolutely. those things. Yeah. You have to figure out. I mean, I was at the Jersey City Street Fair recently, and I'm there's just so many food stands, and, I want, of course, I want to have one of everything. Oh, sure. You can't. <laughs> no. Your wallet will be empty, and your stomach will be way too full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so when did, I'll ask you guys this, when did food... You know, you're growing up and you're just having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, that's it's just it's sustenance. It's to help you grow. When did food become, you know, more than just sitting down and, you know, filling your stomachs? Well, I am Jewish and Italian. Oh. Yes, I have well, a Jewish mother and Italian father. Yeah. So. Manjalahayim. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't think I know a time that I wasn't obsessed with food and. Uh, Conversely, I don't remember a time when I wasn't feeling guilty about it, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I made too much food, and then, like, I eat too much food, and then, like, oh, no, I made too much. Oh, no, I ate too much. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, but my first real vivid memory was, I don't know why. I guess I was good when I was a kid, I, I guess. But um, my parents took me out to dinner really early on. 
I guess it was, you know, to get me used to it because they loved going out to eat. Mm -hmm. So I guess they figured, like, let's start her early so she understands the culture and understands the manners. Yeah. My first amazing restaurant meal out was linguine with pesto at Postalipo in, I think, like, Englewood Cliffs. I don't think it exists anymore. I think it's called something else. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, with, like, a ton of... uh, probably pecorino right grated pecorino on yeah, it i would think so yeah. oh my god and probably like a really really juicy shirley temple <laughs> <laughs> shirley temples like i remember going to my aunt's wedding in like sixth grade and boy did i just have like 10 shirley temples at the open bar that night we <laughs> 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 used to go to the the iron horse in westwood new jersey and they had the best shirley temples the burgers there were sick, too. Burgers, and they would bring coleslaw and pickles to the table. Oof. Oh, wow. At a time when I didn't appreciate pickles. Yeah. Do we both appreciate pickles? Oh, hell yeah. We, okay. we all appreciate it. You know, it's funny because um, my sort of awakening came later on in life. Um, you know, because growing up, we, we didn't really go out much. We, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, so, you know, we didn't really get to go out to dinner all that much, but... Um, I remember we went to, I was at like a, a, a dinner in Vegas mm-hmm. um, at the Mandalay Bay. And uh, there was this restaurant called the Fleur de Lis. Um, and it was, it was a seven course, like proper French um, uh, preparation and, you know, serving. So, you know, every single person in the party had their own waiter or waitress you know and Ooh. that would come up and that that was the first time that i was like wow like yeah. food food is a lot more than just eating dinner or yeah. eating lunch and it was just you know you would have this they would bring the the cloche right uh, out and they would open it up mm-hmm. in front of you and it would be like you know, the, like a little carrot and like, <laughs> and like a string bean or something. But the preparation was so amazing. And it was, I was probably 19 years old and it was an amazing experience just to see food served in that way and have a dinner experience that was more than just, hey, dinner served, you know, mm-hmm. it was yeah. outstanding. And that really, for me anyway, started my love affair with you know, finer foods or just good food in general. Yeah, just the appreciation to the the, the level of the work that goes. Absolutely, into yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really had you know like I grew up that I mean my mom is a very good cook and she, I mean she worked full time and every night we were having family dinner and everything and then every uh, Saturday we went to my uh, mother's mother's house uh, mm-hmm. you know that grandmother and then Sunday was my father's mother and. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them would cook. I mean, the my father's mother definitely. She's a hundred percent Italian, so that was, and that's where we go for Christmas Eve still. Sure. And yeah. that's just like very large food, you know, representative in my life. But it took for me, like I, uh, I actually worked on a season of Top Chef, and the, I've told this story already, so I'll keep it short. But it's just like that to me was my like the food, the plating of that, and seeing what, what yeah. went into that. Yeah. Wait, are you also an Italian Jew? 
I'm no, I'm just uh, part Italian. Just part Italian. <laughs> yeah, I, wa- okay. I did work at a deli that was owned by uh, a Jewish family. Not a Jewish deli, though. And I was in a Jewish fraternity, so... And I'm very guilty, but I, I, might, be, I might be the Irish. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> well, the, well the, the Irish should give <laughs> well, you the guilt as well. But you know, with the last name Reinfried, I don't... Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm asking. That's yeah, with the last like, name Reinfried, Yeah, exactly. I haven't done... Maybe I should do one of those genealogy things. Yeah, you might be German. I'll find something else. I'm definitely German. You're definitely I'm, German. I'm German, Irish, Italian. Mm. And my, I believe my German side is from like the Rhine region, Rhinefried, but spelled differently, but mm-hmm. like near, near France. So I don't know. They all came over in the early 1900s. So it's, you know, just like not well documented and all that kind of stuff. Right. But, One yeah. of my best friends. Yeah. He's got a German last name and he just found out that, that he's Jewish. Hey. Look I'll take it. it. I love that. <laughs> Look at it. You know what? Jewish or not, German food is is part of that whole like Jewish meat, like braised meats. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a lot of the same. I love a good it's brisket. A of, the so. brisket, the oh. corned beef, like it's a, a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Some latkes. Oh, <sighs> amazing. Yeah, that's basically like, like spetzel is just yeah, exactly. like glutinous. It's just yeah. Latkes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I come in here. I see. I mean, we, Chris, we've talked before. Mm-hmm. You're a big. This is, we'll, we'll, get ser- we'll get a little serious and somber for a minute, but big Anthony Bourdain fan. Sure. I come in here, yeah. we, I see I see the Bourdain book on yeah. the coffee table. I mean, just that world of Bourdain. And that we're just living in a golden age of TV and sure. yeah. film and just food. You know, that's what that's what I, I, I saw. I saw an opportunity with this podcast besides loving film and food. Right. But what do you guys have to say about that as far as, a, you know, Anthony Bourdain and just these food representatives that are bringing it to more mass audiences, you know? Yeah, you know, guys like Bourdain and and Andrew Zimmern, uh, great, I mean, tremendous uh, mouthpieces for um, international food and and, and food outside of our normal culture, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the first people to do that was... Bourdain, right? I mean, he was going out there and he was trying the stuff that was, and it wasn't, you know. Whereas Andrew Zimmerman is more about trying um, the bizarre, quote unquote, bizarre foods, right? Um, Bourdain was the guy that was trying to bring cultures in to um, what we understand as Americans, right? Um, and that was. Uh, uh, I don't want to say my first foray, but it was one of the first times you realized that, you know, people were really trying to integrate cultures on a level that um, we could really understand through cuisine, through food, through culture, uh, on on a level that... um, I don't think we'd seen before, you know, and Anthony Bourdain, I mean, you know, with his passing, I mean, that hit me super hard. And I know you're a big fan too. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it, it hit you hard as well. Um, but it really introduced um, something that was, I think, missing from the American TV food culture um, to see what was going on outside of our norm. You know, I mean, don't you agree? I know Siobhan and I are both big fans, so. I mean, just to, like, hop onto your point, 
Um, what it also did, I think, for mainstream pop culture, all of Bourdain's shows and his, his books, everything, just his presence in general in the celebrity food world, I think what he did that no one else did, which we relate to a great deal, is he always equated, I mean, uh, politics aside and global culture aside, because that was later on and that's what it developed into, which is very important, but what he started out with was he made it rock and roll. Yes. yes. I was just going to say that. You yeah. guys could appreciate. He was, he was the rock and roll almost. He of, like, was the, the rock and roll scene. chef. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, he, I mean, he had rock stars on his show. He was always. Josh Ami. Yeah, yeah. He was always talking about music. He was always featuring local bands mm-hmm. that he was into, that he thought were cool, that he came upon. Um, and I think what unites food industry folks and musicians and generally creatives, artists, all kinds of creative people is that we are addictive people we have addictive personalities because of how much we feel we want to put more shit into our bodies like we want we want to watch all the tv we want to drink all the the booze we want to eat all the food we want to try everything just ingest as much as possible yeah Yeah. we want to have all the sex and um i guess we'll talk about this later with the movie we've chosen but sometimes food feels like it's going to fill a hole. Sometimes food feels like it's going to complete us. And um, I grew up with a really great food history, but I also had anorexia. And so I've been on both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. where food heals me and also food kills, killed, almost killed me. So Bourdain's passing just reminds me that our type of personality, we have to be careful. Um, I don't think anyone enabled Anthony. I think that he, you know, he chose his choices. I don't think it was anyone's fault. I think he was just very, very sick. I think he just couldn't deal with it. I just, some, some people, suicide is an illness. Um, even though, you know, it's a choice, but it's an illness really. And we just have to remind ourselves, like when we have these great appetites, mm-hmm. that they could they could ruin us, and we have to be grateful for the beauty of food, but not let it and the culture around it and that fast pace and those grueling hours and the no sleep. We have to let we have to make sure that we, when it gets too crazy, and with our life too, with our rock and roll lifestyle where we never stop, in our thirties, you know, we have to we have to like check in and say, are we doing too much? Yeah. Do we need to take a day and like chill and watch TV and like make popcorn? The food's in there too. Like we have to decide when food is going to be medicine and when food is going to be, you know, poison. I know that's really like a downer thing to say, but No, it's true. I mean, I I have a pretty addictive personality and right now I'd say the biggest vice in my life is food. Yeah. And it's definitely right now it's more like the quality is it's not like I'm just like it's junk food and fast food and all that but it still is like so the quality is good but it's definitely for me it's the quantity and it's just like what is you know especially you know I'm cooking for myself at you know my place or whatever and when you buy something at the supermarket it tends to be in bulk or something so you might I'm cooking you know pretty good meal and then all of a sudden I just find myself eating what should have been servings for three people or something mm-hmm. that just yeah. hi yes yeah. I've done that too I <laughs> yeah. did it yesterday <laughs> but um and like you said and it does uh I mean they even talk about it in the movie that we'll be highlighting um it 
it fills a void. Sure. Yeah. That you just again, like I'll be oh what do I do oh let me check out and again it's for something fun and it's all things I love like watching an episode of. Uh, Parts Unknown or an episode, like I watched an episode of Parts Unknown for Chiang Mai and when I went to Thailand, I went to where Anthony Bourdain went and then I... Good on you. Thank you. (laughs) And then for, uh, you know, Somebody Feed Phil, they did, you know, they've done episodes where I've been to some international cities but they did a New York one and then I finally, I mean, I knew about Raza in Jersey City, but I finally went there and I've been there twice and, you know, I'll sit down and I'm like, well, let me order a couple pizzas because... yeah. I want to try more than just yeah. the one pizza there. Uh, but so, I mean, we you said, said it early on. It's, I mean, in the, in the end it's moderation, but sure. some people just take it to when you, when you're trying to fill in for something else, for something that, I don't know, just the people need to be there for versus a thing or absolutely you yeah. know, things or food and stuff like that. I think checking in is the yeah. most important thing. Like, you know, when I when I had my eating disorder, the thing that saved me ultimately was was my mom checking in with me mm-hmm. and giving me tough love and snapping me out of all my bullshit. You know, when when we have, you know, our different little bugaboos, we check in with each other about it. About you know, because again, we're both we both want to do all the things, and that can be really exhausting. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. always important to have people that love you that you love, that you trust, Fre- friends, family, whoever it is, chosen family, um, you know, just wh- to whoever's listening to this, always check in and don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid. Um, it's it's strong and it's brave and it's going to save you instead of keeping it in. Check in. Even if it seems like, you know, you'll never live it down, you actually will and you will live and you will survive. So that's, I think, yeah. that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> no, yeah, and thank you guys for sharing you know just no i mean there's plenty of things to celebrate with bourdain and just in, sure. in food yeah. culture and i knew you guys had something to say about it and as do i and i'm sure he'll come up again on several other episodes but thank you for sh- sharing what you just did about that oh yeah. of course um and so we've alluded to it the film that we're highlighting today is the 2009 film it's complicated uh i you know, messaged you, Chris, and you said I'm going to ask Siobhan, and then you guys said it's complicated. Yeah, and that was that's on the list. So here we are. And like two smug marrieds, like we both came up with it, and it was like, oh my god, I was going to say that. No, I was going to say that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that information actually has been shared yet, but you guys are husband and wife. Yeah. I feel like there's been like little things here and there, but I didn't say like I've said Chris and Siobhan of, of the, the band The Fuzz. Kyle, how could you? <laughs> but you are. So I mean, there's, I mean, we could do a whole episode of just what it's. I mean, whole series, I'm sure, documentary on what it's like being uh, <laughs> husband and wife in a, in a rock and roll band. Oh my god, people would be the like, they need the to looks. stop bickering. Like we're like we're we're both Italian, like and I'm and I'm Jewish too. So like the bickering is like yeah. it's yeah. just cyclical. It's like <laughs> I love watching you guys perform because it's just so natural and just yeah. like and it's the per- I feel like it's almost like a like going to the gym, but you're just like you're singing at one another. It's yeah. like a perfect like that's when you're like leaning on one it. another and just it's just the chemistry. I've never seen like greater chemistry. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. It you know it it's definitely um, comfortable. You know. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's really real like. It's like we don't get a lot of date nights, and when we do a show, it's like date it's like night a date on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's quite. It's like really exciting. It's really exciting. It is, yeah. Actually, before sure. we get into the, the the move, do we have a like a food like 
what's your ritual as far as you perform? Do you grab something to eat afterwards? Like you're usually performing in like a city setting. Some, yeah, know, I so. mean, when it's you, more about drinking. More about drinking. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's, the that's, food is like kind of like if you can get it. Yeah. Like if if we could find food, that's great. Sometimes I bring like an obnoxious like pre-made thing in an okay. ice pack. Like yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, like mostly it's about like, do they have the whiskey we like? Yeah. <laughs> the the that one show we played at um oh shit where were we but we went to that restaurant um in the city uh and we had that uh it, that little tight table oh Bolton know? and Watt yes yes <laughs> what about it great food oh my god those cocktails were so good <laughs> I said, great food. She goes, those cocktails, cocktails are so good. good. So I guess that answers yeah, your question. Yeah, that answers it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so a- as a married couple, I mean, this is this is a movie about a couple. They are divorced after, I think they were, it sounded like they were married for 15 years. And yeah. they've been divorced for 10 years. And it's yeah. so, this is, we've, get, we've got our second uh, course of Meryl Streep. We've covered the first episode, Julie and Julia. This is Meryl Streep starring as Jane Adler, and it's complicated, yeah. and her husband is played by Alec Baldwin, who plays Jake. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the kind of the the third wheel in that. Or Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. Steve Martin. Classic yeah. Stephen Martin. Oh, my so God. Amazing. So amazing. I just said Stephen Martin. I don't know why I said Stephen Martin. <laughs> That's Steve Martin. Okay, there's a thing with the name Steve. Um, I don't know. You're a Jersey guy, too, but, like, my dad... and. Any celebrity named Steve, he yeah. will call them Stevie. So it's like Steven Tyler is Stevie, Stevie Tyler. Tyler. Steve Perry is Stevie, Stevie Perry. Perry. Huh. Interesting. Mm. I, I mean, Stevie I've... Wonder, obviously, I say Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I, I've never heard my dad say Stevie Martin, though. But that, it's, it's just a weird. Steve is, yeah, I guess maybe Steve, it's a little yeah, too short. Stevie the... or Steven. Steve's a little short. But what a, <laughs> what a movie, though. I mean, I, I love, I love. It's complicated. And, you know, I don't know that it's one of those films that, you know, most people are like, oh, oh, I love It's Complicated. But I really love It's Complicated. I really love it as well. And I recently read a think piece on Nancy Myers movies because Ah. It's Complicated was directed by Nancy Myers. I read a think piece on Jezebel about, like, just, like, what, like, why? Like, Nancy Myers movies, why? In general. Like, why do we love them? Why do we keep going to them? I love um, a lot of her movies. I wrote down the ones that she directed. She wrote, you know, a bunch more, but she directed The Parent Trap, the one with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Right, right. Uh, what Women Want. Okay. Which th- I think they're coming out with a What Men Want movie mm-hmm. this, this fall or something like that. Yes, but uh, I think it's like really What Women Want, but like that's the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess something, you know, right? Uh, what What Women Want was What Men Want, and then What men want will be what women want yes so. mm-hmm. uh but then something's got to give oh, oh amazing so which i know they covered on keanu club that's also on the cage club podcast network then the movie the holiday with one of my favorite guys of all time jack black oh, i uh, love jack yeah and love then jack the black. most recent was the intern with uh i'll do an abbreviation of his name bobby de niro bobby de niro <laughs> bobby d bobby d <laughs> oh i love and him annie I love hathaway bobby d. and uh, annie H. annie <laughs> So you got it. You've got it now. Uh, yeah. You've got it. I got it. But yeah, you, I I have to say it's complicated. There's something magical about it in the way that the food is magical in this film. I mean, it's not it's not magical like 
there is like magical qualities to it but you just see people like light up and just her joy of prepping food in this movie yeah. and uh i love even later on we'll we'll talk about the scene but just when steve martin's just like i don't even think i'm high anymore this croissant's just uh, <laughs> croissant is just yeah this is so good but um this is a movie that when i see it on i just tend to just like tend leaving the channel you gotta on keep it on yeah and just watching it oh yeah there's something addictive about this movie but well, um, what? So what are what are some things that you guys like about this movie? Well, one thing that I look for in Meryl Streep performances mm-hmm. is, like, she has this way, and I think Abby Elliott on SNL captured it so well. Even though like her Meryl wasn't like a spot on like true to life Meryl, sure. which she captured so well, is that Meryl <laughs> loves to Meryl loves to perform indulgence. Like, oh. if you ever notice every moment, like, as any character, and, like, I haven't seen all the Meryl movies, but, like, she's savoring just every single thing. Yeah. Like, she's savoring a word. She's savoring a bite. She's savoring a song that just comes on in a, in a scene. And, like, that is what I live for in this movie is her indulgent, like, lo- like when she loves something, she's like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, I want... <laughs> I want to love something as much as Meryl loves making like a bikini out of dough. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I w- yeah, that's just that's just such the montage of when they the cro- croissants is just fantastic and yeah, she like straight up for any of you who haven't seen the film, uh, they so she and Steve Martin get high or no just yeah, they, just no, her they get, no they, they get both high get together, high yeah. and they go to her bakery and they make croissants and late at night when no one's in there and she like takes the dough and she makes like a wizard beard and she makes like a little bikini out of the dough and it's just like and then she does that and she like tilts her whole body back in her head and it's just like i want i want to love something that much like just some like random ass thing i mean i love i love you but i'm never but i'm never gonna be like oh i love you like you're never gonna sorry. throw pillsbury dough on your neck and no. be like this is a wizard no, but I love <laughs> I love Steve Martin in that film. I mean, I that's a really tough spot to be in, you know, as a as a human being. I mean, if you if you take if you take the plot of the film and you apply it to real life, you know, Steve Martin was, you know, that point on that triangle, you know, mm-hmm. and he was contending with the past and that's something that you can't possibly um really it, you can't contend with i mean the past is the past i mean it, it is yeah, just what the it history is between those just two that history is enough and three kids exactly all, yeah. and you know and you saw that there was this you know really great um you know two people that really understood one another and it was really sweet and you know he was setting up you know in in the scene where he's uh uh setting up the kitchen is like okay this is where this is gonna yeah, be yeah when the, he puts you know, the steaks out in the and yard he puts the steaks the, out yeah, yeah. And opens up the door for her he's like oh let me yeah, open the door and to the he's bedroom. doing everything he can and you cannot contend with the past yeah and i as a romantic i mean and you know that you know i'm a silly romantic but that was a moment where I think he was like, okay, I'm going all in on this idea. Yeah. And 
he couldn't really, you know, contend with the past. And, and um, I, I thought that was sweet. And I thought it was um, a wonderful moment about being unavailable or uh, feeling unavailable, mm-hmm. but also feeling completely present in the moment, you know? Yeah, everyone in this film is very vulnerable. Sure, oh, yeah. yeah. And and between the, you know, between Jane and Adam and then, oh, I'm sorry, J- Jane and Jake, the, you know, Meryl and Alex character, uh, characters, and then Adam, Steve Martin's character, he had a terrible, uh, you know, his wife cheated on him two and a half years prior and he's listening to the tapes in the car to coach him through it when he picks up Marilyn she's going on her jog and he's just he's just such a sweetheart and he mm-hmm. says like I I can't you know I'm not you know he's even making a joke out of it, but he's like I'm not as much he's as people think you know like I can't go through something that like that again but it's all these I love that all these vulnerable and intimate moments in this film all kind of have these attaching scenes to these these food scenes and even like with him it's he's going to give her the kitchen she's always dreamed of yes and even the, yeah. and the ex-husband jake's character is like oh you're going to get the kitchen you always want it's almost like he's going to give you what i never could yes oh, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah by the way, her house and kitchen already in that film are like my dream. It's porn. It's just straight up. Porn. Yeah. yeah, there's food porn. That's kitchen porn. That's like that's architectural <laughs> porn. Like when he's like, okay, so and then you're gonna have the kitchen. It seems like the kitchen's gonna be like a little higher up in the lawn where there's like the pool in the backyard, and then there's gonna be like the bedroom's gonna be a floor up from that, and then you're gonna have the view of wherever they are in California. That it's like beautiful wooded area, but in the distance you can see the Pacific. Oh, like, they're in Santa Barbara, which is like oh, okay, oh, yeah. so. Amazing. It's just the first scene in that movie. They're at a uh, another college graduate party together, and it's just like something on the Pacific coast, along you know, probably in Santa Barbara as well. That I'm just like, I would love to go to. It's I like, know. It's Same. like the, it's, it's amazing. Like, reminds me of like Step Brothers, like the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Oh the fucking uh, Catalina wine. <laughs> Dude, as a side note, anytime that movie comes on, yes. Step Brothers, I watch it. Oh, that's such a quotable movie. <laughs> it's just a There's joy. There's so much room to do aerobics. It's a joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So much more room for activities. Oh, activities. That was, that was it, yeah. <laughs> to do aerobics. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just, I mean, a big, I feel like just between she's getting, like, her dream kitchen, and then she has what she owns that's i mean it's a bakery right that's fine to, i was trying to pay attention mm-hmm. to what that was called but they never showed like oh a, yeah like na- name like they never showed like a big outside with like the name of. i the, think that was on purpose i think yeah. that it was just like i think we were just supposed to like that wasn't her heart like even though she worked hard and it was her thing like her heart wasn't there like it mm-hmm. wasn't that important because it was just kind of like um it was just like a vessel for her to put like her extra energy into yeah and then, um, and like I said, like every, so, you know, her, her uh, husband or ex-husband is just, even when he comes over and stays the night once he and his now wife have like, uh, and she's, she's played by oh, Lake, Lake Bell, Bell I love who Lake I have the biggest Bell. crush on. Oh my God. Yeah. How could you not? She's gorgeous. She's, she's gorgeous. funny. Just even her eyes alone I'm in love with. And okay. Yeah. Here's a, qu- here's a real question. Um, is there something loaded in the fact that, I mean, I guess I, I could probably answer this myself. I remember when they, like, 
uh, they pan to her, like she's walking through a crowd and they pan to her abs. Yeah. Like, is there something there? Like, are we supposed to think in, in the back of our subconscious, like, like young and skinny equals doesn't like food equals not soulful are we is that where we're supposed to go i mean i think there's body shaming in that somewhere it's more because it's very much between meryl and her yeah and so it's very much it's the um that insecurity of meryl streep at that moment oh okay because that's what that's what i took away from that is that meryl streep sees that her husband that's the woman that you know, he cheated on her with, and then even he cheated on, and they were together, and then she cheated on him, like as in like that uh, uh, Lake Bell's character cheated on Alec Baldwin, had that kid, yes, uh, with, with some guy, and then came back and married him, right? But just that that that's what I took away that it was just like the the, the you know she just feels like oh he left me for this beautiful younger woman versus just like yeah so i, guess, I mean it is a form of i mean body shaming but it's definitely more towards ageism i, I would say okay yeah. got you yeah i yeah. just i just wonder like where the director and writer like really want our minds to go because we're like right away we're siding with meryl in the movie like yes. we, everybody in the audience wants meryl to win meryl has her her girl group of yeah, friends even, and, yeah she has her know. wine nights and they're just like no you're still like the innocent party here like you're getting this is like the best like vengeance ever you know like that you're sleeping with your ex with you know who's still with the woman that you know took him away from you right i mean on one hand we can see it as also at the time 2009 it was very different than now um i think all the rom-coms at that time like leading up to 2007 8 9 where it was like i'm this skinny girl i'm gonna fall down and meet a cute guy in one scene, I'm going to eat a lot of cake, except I'm still going to be skinny. So maybe it was more of a commentary on that. It's just, I guess, kind of a rhetorical question because, like, for me, I feel personally, I'm, like, somewhere in between all of that where it's, like, I am very body positive mm-hmm. and I'm in my 30s and I'm, like, you know, loving myself and loving my life. But there's always this, you know, pressure to curb the croissant dreams and try to you know be a perfect size for for instagram or whatever so i guess that's kind of where all of my questions lie in terms of the you know the relationship with food and bodies in that movie yeah i I think it's just a topic that nancy myers likes to tackle because when you even think about a movie like something's got to give i mean that's a movie that we end up even seeing a topless diane keaton in yes and you know and at that point i don't know she's in her late 50s i'm gonna guess that yep. yes. when yeah, the sure. movie came maybe out maybe even early maybe 60s. early 60s and that's a movie and jack nicholson is you know dating her the daughter in that movie is played by like amanda pete yeah and so it's like, like, like older we... man with a younger woman which also is talked about in this movie i think it's just something that you know this is something that nancy myers is interested by and also is definitely needs more representation in film like i really can't think of how many movies like in the end I mean, technically, I guess the parent trap is about exes and then the kids bring them back together. Yeah. But this is a movie that's just, like, Alec Baldwin, who is just, like, such, like, like a hound dog in this yeah. movie. And we haven't talked about Alec Baldwin. He's dopey, too. He, yeah. he's do- but, like, he's but, but hilarious he also, in this movie. What, what, what was that you said? He's hilarious in this movie. He's amazing. And, yeah. But I, I, thought, I thought you said that he was, 
layered and I and oh, the answer and he is absolutely layered yeah. in this movie oh, because he's going through so many feelings. he's going through so many things yeah. and and you know he's got the girl he's got the the young girl and yeah. oh, okay I have this but he, that's what he's looking for is Meryl's character you know yeah. and I, I and I think his character is actually super interesting because he I, and I can't remember the line but he says something along the lines of, you know, she says something to him about, oh, she'll give that to you, meaning um, Lake Bell's character. Yeah. And he says, oh, no, well, she doesn't understand. I, I can't remember the exact line. But the point is, is that he's saying, like, there's, yes, I can get a lot from her, but I can't get specifically what you've given me, yeah. you know. Yeah, oh, he said. Yeah, he definitely said like that, and he says along the lines of like that. I'm the best version of me with you, and it took me yes, realizing that. Thank now. you. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was like a, re- a a tremendous commentary on um, relationships. Yeah, even at that age, you know, and us being we're you know we're in our thirties, you know, we're not at that age, of course, but I can completely understand how one can get there. And, it's so interesting, yeah. like being in that m- sort of middle ground where we're not the same age as the kids in the movie. We're older than them. Yeah. Um, we're like not. Qu- I mean, are we around the age of Lake Bell's character? Probably. Yeah. Like relating yes. to her, yeah. but also yeah. feeling like we relate more to the middle age characters, where it's like we see where they're coming from, we understand their dreams, we understand their fears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting watching it in 2018 versus. 2009 when we were more like the kids yeah yeah you know like and also like every every shot of john krasinski like kind of looking around like what do i do here reminded me of you <laughs> his eyes eye movements in the movie are just perfect like Amazing. it's a movie filled with like gr- whether they're already great comedic talents but just great comedic moments by some sure. you know obviously the greatest actress you know like that's just i think there's no doubt about it even like zoe kazan like <laughs> She's yeah. a tremendous actress, like yeah. in her and own that, right, yeah. and just having her in as one of the daughters, like it that just was, yeah, one of her first films, and now she what was what was that movie? Oh God, um, that she was just in the comedy. It did really well. It was produced by Judd Apatow. It's the uh, Pakistani actor from Silicon Valley. Oh, um, I don't think I've seen something it. Something big heart. No. Oh, so, big sick. Big sick. Yes. Didn't see it yet. Yeah, she plays his girlfriend who ends up being his wife in like real life did you happen to see her in this is a rom-com too what was the name of that one we've watched it it's with zach efron oh no that wasn't her never mind it wasn't her (laughs) it was another actress that looked like her never mind um but yeah that no but the the alec baldwin moments uh with meryl streep and that that caring it was even like it happens throughout the film but when he has that little heart scare in the hotel and then they're eating in bed and he's putting salt and then she just takes the salt and he's like see like i'm, just gonna, I'm gonna try to do my alec baldwin right now it's like she wouldn't do that for me and he's just like with a statue <laughs> of hair coming out and just <laughs> but like all those like little and just like oh you know, like he's like says to the kids, he's like, "Oh, mommy's the best cook, isn't she?" Like, <laughs> oh my god, with the syrup. <laughs> yeah, he's and then the, the syrup. Yeah. Oh my god, that moment. Um, wow. Is, it, there, is there any bit of that noodle dish left? Like, <laughs> that actually hit me in the feels like hard because 
my dad's nothing like Alec Baldwin, but when my dad is like a combination of like really happy that his family's around, but also stressed because he's like just doing so much in his life, mm-hmm. he does shit like that. Yeah. Like he'll pour, except it's not syrup, it's olive oil. <laughs> like he'll take a thing and like pour olive oil and he'll just be like so happy and talking and eating. Like, so when Alec Baldwin did that, yeah. it caught me in the fields. I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much dad love right now. Is there anything better? I mean, the stress levels can be high. But is there anything better than like when family getting together and just sitting around, or catching up with family, yeah. and just like when you over haven't food. had that, yeah, over food, yeah. and just like when you haven't had that in a while, and everyone's just sitting around and just like, and then when you, and then at that moment when you take that step back, and you're not like you're in the moment, but you're you know like watching it from like you know the curtain, and you're just like it's seeing, yeah. yeah, that like the you know the the looks on people's faces just like you, when you have the multiple generations and all that stuff that I, I, I that's that's something i love about this movie is like that the kids saying like this is you know this is weird but this, this is nice but it's weird yeah i was just gonna say any scene with all the kids i always felt such good energy such like they really captured that so well for yeah. them to get that right in a movie a scene with all the kids just to get the casting right to get all the kids and John Krasinski's like in-law energy yeah. right, <laughs> yeah. it felt so accurate. You know, like yeah, definitely. I, um, I really appreciate that they did the work on this film to get that uh, vibe just right. Yeah, and I mean, um, I, I also want to say that it was the the son that Lake Bell and Alec Baldwin had. What's well, her again? Her child, because I think she had that. Out yeah, of, yeah, but that I. All of a sudden, I was watching it this time, and I guess I, I mean, you know, I gotta catch it like here and there, or whatever. But maybe I didn't pay attention. But I feel, I feel like that kid's more in like the beginning of like the movie. Mm-hmm. That is the same actor, child actor that's in the movie Chef. No way! Yeah. Oh wow! So John Favreau's son. That's the I just pulled up on IMDb. MJ Anthony plays. Pedro in this movie, and he plays yeah John Favreau's son in Chef. So I'm like, oh, oh wow. another. I love finding some. You know, right. Meryl was in Julie and Julia, and there nice will be yeah, yeah I covered uh, Waterboy recently, and and Adam Sandler will be, again be in Spanglish, and you know there will be you know actors that uh, will cross over again. Yes. But I, that was a nice little surprise that he six was, degrees of foodie films. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe another segment uh, for later on in the that'll be a good quiz like get from this actor to this you know. From to that film or whatever but um so what we've talked about a couple of the foods you know what right now let's let's play that croissant scene because i feel like that's just like such a great moment oh officially now the best date of my life pre or post divorce <laughs> get out <laughs> okay so basically i can make you anything on the menu no or even not on the menu Really? Mm-hmm. Just name it. Okay. Wow. Uh, oh, what about a warm chocolate croissant? Oh, it's my specialty. Oh, baby. Mm. Oh. Mm. It's crazy how good this is. <laughs> well, I'm not even stoned anymore. <laughs> Neither am I. Well, then, merci, monsieur. 
So yeah, that was there. There he got high at the graduation party, and they drive. And I love him looking at the board, and she's like, "You can, I'll make you anything." And he's like, "Ooh, how about the chocolate?" And he already oh, learned and she's earlier. so good at pretend, like her acting. Like I'm convinced she's high. Like I yeah. just noticed, like she was like slurring a little. I'm like, mm-hmm. Meryl, you fucking champ. <laughs> like some actresses would be like, whatever, but she fucking did it. She was like, I need to make sure that I'm still high in this scene. Yes. <laughs> And the the just them enjoying that chocolate croissant, like after you know there was that we, we cut that clip together because there's the montage in between when they're not speaking, but that's the famous the the bikini dough moment and everything like that. But then they're just sitting there and Steve Martin taking that like just so crisp and chocolatey crunch that's like up there with the I love. There's, like, so many, like, little things that, you know, when you're like, oh, I love, like, the smell of coffee. Like, I love the sound of the crack of, like, a baseball bat hitting a baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, I love just, like, when there's, like, a good, like, in Chef, there's the, when he makes the grilled cheese for his son and just when he cuts into it and when he bites into the grilled cheese, there's just, like, this crunch. And all of a sudden, this time watching it, I'm like, oh, that croissant. Just, like, <laughs> the butt, like, I was there with Steve Martin. I'm like fuck I gotta get one <laughs> think about it like, like that's yeah. ADR that's like all mostly in post the food sounds and like the chewing yeah. sounds like there is someone that they hired to chew there's oh, someone yeah. they hired to bite to crunch like isn't what that a life. awesome I want to be that life. person yeah yeah that, I mean but those are the moments that really inform uh, our feelings like mm. the, the feelings that you're that you're speaking to right now that that crunch and that you know that that feel it, it's um that's movie magic yeah and that's the, and that is a big bonding moment for like that throughout the graduation party scene and especially because like Alec Baldwin's character brings them you know gives the joint to Meryl Streep and saying like oh you get used to it and then we'll smoke it together but then she ends up smoking it with Steve Martin but at, like between the party and him getting to meet her children and then this moment of making the croissants together that's just I mean you can't as far as just you know an analogy <laughs> and just like or thematic purposes or just I mean not to mention sorry to say it someone has to croissants are very vaginal <laughs> They, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they, they are. just are. They are. They're very fashionable. <laughs> but it it is analogous to um, the the difference between the relationship with Steve Martin and yeah. Alec Baldwin. So it's all very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not organic, but visceral. Visceral. Thank you. It, it's it just makes sense that who the fuck knows what the fuck we're doing you know um as it pertains to our relationships with you know the people we think we should be with versus the people we are with and what makes the most sense and my dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) And, and what makes the most sense and what doesn't make any sense at all um it's all very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, they're they're all very vulnerable, and to take from I mean, the movie's called "It's Complicated." Yeah. They're all complicated <laughs> and conflicted characters. That um, I I love just thinking of another food scene that she she and Alec Baldwin are supposed to have like a date at her house, and she ends up cooking. We learn because the kids come home, and they're like, "Oh, that looks like Dad's favorite." 
dish or whatever. It's a chicken oh, dish. But then, you know, he has to stay because he thought Zoe Bell was going to be out for the night, but then she was ovulating, so then they, he needed right. to stay oh. or whatever. But, she, but then that was, like, when Meryl was like, enough is enough. You know, yeah. like, I can't, like, go through this again. But I love, again, Alec Baldwin is, so he is like a hound dog in it, but he is vulnerable and he's saying like i think we're doing you know i think we're doing something genius here like how many how many couples would get back together after dude you're alex baldwin yeah, is more. really just good more, just do the rest of the interview with him well we covered alec baldwin in the getaway for PSL often where is a very hot and steamy movie with uh, uh kim basinger his wife at the time so that was but the but the i mean the chemistry between i feel like him and meryl streep in this movie is phenomenal yeah, and then even and and then Steve Martin and Meryl Streep too. Like yeah. it's just it's a great talk. About, it's a great love triangle movie. It sure is. It really yeah. is. And I love that everyone is just worshiping the beauty of Meryl Streep. Like I love yes. that they're just all they're just they're just paying homage to just her elegance and grace, and she's very sexy. Like she and, is. And this, this is, movie, yeah. she's like just just gorgeous yeah she's got she's glowing she really there was like i'm not trying to be like just to come up with like a generic word when people like oh she was just but like in this movie she did really did have like a like a luminous glow to her oh yeah like a goddess type level and i think she was lit that way too like yes Yes, she is luminous but i think they also just lit her perfectly Mm -hmm. this movie was intended to show this middle-aged woman with grown kids mm-hmm. an unbelievable career but also kind of like a little bit over her career too just a little bit well she just she again it's filling that void like if that's like oh, each of these characters are trying to you even see it with the kids like i mean you clearly like the most you know like you've the john krasinski character and her uh oldest daughter like that's you know they're they're fine nothing's wrong with their relationship but you see like that's what they have going for one another and then you see but like with the youngest daughter like it seemed and son like they're just still young and they're having their parties and they're just enjoying their lives but you see that there was something with the family because then it's just like oh like i they were like the son says i remember you used to just stay in your car when you would come and pick us up and that's what like this movie is is like these filling these voids so with what you're saying with Meryl Streep's character she um, is incredibly talented in this movie and she has a beautiful home uh, you know obviously clearly a very successful career but she's just first it's Alec Baldwin and then you know in the end I mean she it seems like she and Steve Martin's character will you know end up together or at least try to make it work but I just I just love how she is undoubtedly the person we root for, the person whose choices we believe in. You know, we don't really care who she picks. We just want her to choose. Like, we just want it to be her decision. Yes. We want her to be happy. And I think I am a proud feminist, and I think, like, even though this movie, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily a feminist film. Nancy Myers is not necessarily a feminist filmmaker. There are a lot more things about intersectional feminism that aren't covered in this movie, which I could go on about. Um, especially how white the movie is, which is its own problem. Well, the kids look like they belong to the Von Trapp family, but that being said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, everything is just extremely beige, and, like, that in, in and of itself is problematic. But in 2009, like, that baby step of, like, this is our heroine, it's not Anne Hathaway. It's not Katherine Heigl. It's not, you know, some other 
generic skinny blonde white girl. We're going to take it a baby step forward. Mm -hmm. And even though it was a very small step, it was still a step. And I love that about this film. And I think without this movie, because now we're seeing, um, now we're seeing great improvements in movies, quote unquote, made for women. We have Mindy Kaling. We have, you know, Crazy Rich Asians being a movie yeah. that a woman is carrying. Yeah, I think it's Tiffany Haddish that's going to be in the What wo- What Men Want. Yes. Yeah. We have First Wives <laughs> Club being remade oh. with three women of color. That's huge. Um, I think that without this film doing that little tiny, tiny bit, like I'm proud of that, and I'm, I think that it was a good step. It's definitely a stepping stone film as far as that area of filmmaking that you've got a strong female director and again like i mean i can't speak on the level of the fe- feminism in the in the film but it's just as far as just a talented female director yeah then the like again just if not the greatest definitely you know one of the greatest female you know actors of all time and it's just and it, and it you know puts her in this interesting period of life and love that we don't often get to see like one that does come to mind would be again something's got to give with diane keaton's character where briefly in the movie she you know dates keanu reeves a young attractive male doctor you know and we don't care who she picks again like we just want it to be her choice and that in and of itself to me as a raging feminist that's my feminism is like well Mm -hmm. is she choosing it it doesn't matter what she chooses as long as she's choosing it, we are all behind her yeah. as as the viewer. So it's my little piece. <laughs> everything I talk, everything is vaginas with me. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say about, I mean, clear, again, there is a lot to say, but anything in the realm of food or just in just top things you'd like to say about it's complicated, either, either of you? No, I think I, you know. I think we covered it. Does does it's complicated have bowls of lemons in it? It, not to the best of my. I like, can't remember. That's and one I did thing. Watch it yeah, just, yeah. You know, the other day, and like, what is it with bowls of lemons? I don't know, <laughs> but it is made a point. The biggest, and it's one of my favorite like rom coms. Um, cause I think, again, I think it's a very interesting, like this, this is a rom-com, right? That's yeah. Fair, that's fair to say, yeah, rom-com, but it's a very sure. interesting part of what, a, the world of romance and comedy, Sure. Like, you know, like just the, their age and then their situation. Um, but the bowl of lemons makes me think of the movie, the breakup with Vince Vaughn and, oh. uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Baby one wanted of, 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, baby, baby wants me to get <laughs> And she said, yeah, baby, one of 12. Because like, he comes home with like three from the bodega. And that's the bowl of lemons. That always makes me think. And John Favreau, and then Chef John Favreau, John Favreau plays yeah. his, you know, obviously Six one degrees. of Vince Vaughn's. Yeah. And he plays just the bartender in that movie and that just is fantastic. I That'll love... be a food scene. Yeah, that that's a pretty sure. foody yeah. film. Yeah. It, there yeah. there it are some might... food-centric scenes. Yeah. I'm thinking definitely about the hot foods... dog scene. Yeah, definitely food scenes to talk about. I'm not sure. Like, I'll have to, like... I wish, just like I wish, she works in an art studio. He works as a tour guide. I'm just yeah, it might think. not be foodie enough. Might no, there's yeah, there's enough. definitely not. But it's still food scenes. Will definitely will be something that someone randomly <laughs> karate <wrestles>. chopped him. <laughs> yeah. I love when he says it's the 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 child actor from um, uh, 
Christmas Story is in that as like the yeah, bowling partner. Yeah, but that's his partner. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's one of his like a producing. Yeah, partner his producing partner. But yeah. I love like because that's the, like the bowling scene, and he's and he just says, "My friend." Uh, and then Brian and I say it to one another all the time. It's like Band of Brothers. Watch it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a great food scene? <laughs> oh, you got him. I got him. You know yes. what's a great food scene in that movie? When they start, uh, when the the brother starts the karaoke or the acapella. Owner of a lonely. Oh yeah. <laughs> come, come. Makes... <laughs> with the kick drum. Come, come. With the kick drum. Oh, Lose yourself. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. It really is. Because I love the ending. Talk about like this is a good ending that she goes to Steve Martin and he's just like, oh, I'm just not. I can't have that happen in my heart again. And then when the con- contractors there the first day, then all of a sudden to her surprise, Steve Martin is there because they were talking about that his partner might take over for him. Right. Or mm-hmm. And then it's just like. And they just, you know, they smile at one another and she welcomes everyone inside and it just seems like they're going to give it a go. Oh, they are. And that's why I love the end of the breakup because they do break up and then they're away from one another for six months to a year or whatever. She goes to Europe. He's starting to work harder at his job and expand the tour, you know, tourism, whatever. And they run into one another on the street and then it's... uh, I can see clearly now the rain is gone, starts playing. Yeah. Yes. And, then and they look at each th- other. They walk away and then they look back and he gives like a little Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn little like wink. wink. And it's just uh. like, you know what? That I remember a friend watching that and be like, that's so, that's, I hate that ending. It's so silly. Like, I'm like, no, that's no, not perfect. That's a great because ending. Because it's, it's not, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's just right. It, it Not everything's perfect. Not in everything's this world, perfect. But yeah. in that, but then that leaves, if you have, if, you know, if you have an imagination, you'll enjoy that because then you can just, you know, go on from there and think about what they're getting into, and that's and yeah. again, that's what's great about this film and just the, like all these characters. Absolutely. So it's complicated. We all loved it. Everyone should check it out. I believe I, I watched it on. If you have HBO, it's on HBO Go right now. But it's just it's a movie that I think everyone can enjoy for sure. It's great. Well, next we've got our famous food scene, so I will uh, just, I guess, hold these in my, uh, since I have my headphones over my hat right now, but I'll just hold this and just uh, either of you, if you'd like to pick uh, one of these uh, scenes, and then we can... I Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, if maybe, I don't know it, I'm making an abbreviation, or maybe my, my handwriting's a little bad. What do we, what do we, that one looks like I crossed a little something. <laughs> oh. <out. laughs> do you want to do this one? This one. Yeah, let's trade. I did this one. I had Lisi and Pearl on, so we'll cover two uh, famous food scenes. So which ones did we uh, pick? Okay, so I switched with him because I know this one. Okay. Um, Elf, spaghetti with syrup. (laughs) All right, so right now we'll uh, play you that clip and then we'll talk about it. So where were you for the last 30 years? The North Pole. Can you pass the maple syrup, please? I, I didn't put it. It's spaghetti. You know what? I think I have something. Yes. You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes! We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. So, will you be staying with us then? You mean I can stay? Of course you can. Emily. How, how long do you think you'll be with us? I hadn't really planned it out, but I was thinking, like, forever. Emily, can I just speak to you for a minute in the uh, kitchen, please? As an Italian, that is sacrilege. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
it it makes me like it makes my whole mouth just like completely purse up. Yeah. It makes me feel like I got diabetes <laughs> just from watching <laughs> it. Like immediate like diabetes. Just, yeah, just immediate diabetes. I mean that's a that's a funny again, another connection to John Favreau. He's just I mean, he's the godfather of cinematic food, I think, now. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh but that's what what I mean besides, so it's a, it's sinful, uh it's gluttonous. But it's that's gross. The, he, it's gross. But you can't help but, you know, for a minute, you like, because he's so, that character, mm-hmm. he's so full of joy every minute. Yeah. It's like an overabundance of just, just pure squee it's all the time. Buddy the elf. <laughs> yes. So for a minute, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go there. Okay. Okay. What might it taste like? Like, listen, you think about it. Uh, no. Still no. no. <laughs> Still no. Nah. Um, yeah. But, you know. You realize it's the North Pole. It's like, I don't know. Like that's that's not a life that I'm familiar with. So, okay, if that's your if that's your like local delicacy, you can have it. I'm not going to join you. <laughs> Delicacies of the North Pole, very very fascinating. So I got <laughs> Animal House, Bluto. Ah. Now that's a scene, so we'll we'll play that for you. But that's like you know mostly a montage. But then when she sits down at the table, I love that little bit. The the uh, mashed potatoes bit, right? Yes, yeah. Pluto, hey, hey, I think you know everybody here. Wait, really? Can't you? Oh, no, don't worry. Just keep your hands and feet away from his mouth. Don't you have any respect for yourself? This is absolutely gross. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. See if you can guess what I am now. I'm a zit. Get it? It's a zit. It's a zit. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) But I love... I mean, what have you just ever had that mo- the cafeteria line? I know when I went to college, I even like recreated that. I was just like, I'm just gonna start. <laughs> up That's badass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I um. He was a hero of mine. I and of mine too. You know the way and, he pounds that Jack Daniels in that other scene when he's just like, <laughs> they took the bar, the whole, the whole bar. fucking bar, <laughs> and chugs the Jack Daniels. Thanks, I needed that. Thanks, I needed that. <laughs> um, I feel like Jack Black was born. In that scene, <laughs> well, you know, when you when you speak of Belushi, I mean, that was the first college level, you know, get drunk, get crazy. You yeah. know, I mean, if you look at you know a Jack Black or an Artie Lang or you know guys like that, they that all came from John Belushi, you know, and this scene particularly, um, man. I watched this thing when I was a kid, and that moment was was just something that was it was like a seminal moment, you yeah. know, of like the preppy how, kids and putting them down, yeah, putting them in their place, yeah, absolutely. And it was uh, oh, there's not I can't even say enough about this. Moment. I feel like both of our I, scenes. I love this scene. Are grown like. <laughs> Close to grown adult men, whatever, like, you know, there's a few hurdles in their way from becoming fully grown adult men. But, like, I feel like both of these scenes that we have harken back to 
that childhood food joy. Yes. Where it's well, like, yeah, and then he starts the food fight. He yeah. yells food fight, yeah. and then that, that, that boy is a P-I-G pig. pig. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's that, like, when you're a kid, you don't yet know, like, proper flavor profiles or, like, proper food behaviors. Sure. And I, I love that both of these films just, like, zero it on into, like, when you're five and you're like, I want spaghetti with syrup or, like, I want to stuff these mashed potatoes in my mouth and then, like, <laughs> like, I think that food brings us back to that, like, oh, yeah. super duper sure. immature baby, like... Man-child. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. No doubt about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is great, great you stuff. You know what? <laughs> I want... A, is this something... If if either of you know one, tell me. I want, I want these food scenes with girls. Why can't we do these ones? Why can't we <laughs> you have... You can, these? yeah. Like, sure. why can't we have a Pluto why don't you moment? Recreate why can't all we? Of them? <laughs> no, that's not the point. I, I mean, like, I want representation. Yeah, I feel sure. like in recent years, I mean, again, it's it's moving towards that. Like movies, like um, I know we'll, we'll cover Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yeah, that's a great. That's one. very much like when she gets like between the drinking on the plane, and then there's the something with cake in that film. Oh, the when she takes she smashes up the the big yeah. cookie. Fuck the yeah. fucking cookie. But I feel like there was shame implied in those moments, like with the shitting after they ate the the Brazilian food. Like I want to see some films now with with just women just going for it, being yeah. gross, I think it's eating there. gross stuff. Like, and it, I don't want it to be like. And I think I speak for many women when I say this. I don't want it to be like that. Those scenes I talked about earlier of like you know. Like a skinny actress that everyone loves, like eating a lot of bacon, like uh, how to lose a guy in ten days, like Kate Hudson eating all those burgers. It's like, come on, yeah. Like, I want to see like a thick girl eating a bunch of burgers and like spitting it out at someone. Like, come on, like we we deserve that too because we're also like you said, man child. Like we're we're the same. We're we're giant man children too. Like <laughs> I want that. I want more of that for women. That's Good. just you know just. You yeah, know. <laughs> I'm I'm I I am all for I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for any more food related movies or food scenes. Yeah, and for I think sure. That would be fun to see. I am trying to think. Like I, f- I feel like we are missing again. It's clearly not to the level of scenes with men like that. But I feel like we're missing out on like just a movie where like women end up in like a food fight or just like that's like you know you think like the slumber party atmosphere but yeah and like, like without the... the negative connotation without it being like yeah you know someone like being ridiculed for it like food is joy you know like at its best food is food is home and happiness and food is sexy and like i don't know i i've heard so many times um, men say that they love seeing women. Oh, women like, with an appetite is fantastic. Eat. Yeah, like oh, why yeah. don't like, like not a not not a picky eater and not afraid to like. I love sharing meals, and so like when someone you know when I was in dating and someone's I'm just gonna get a salad or there's like want to split a plate. I'm like no, like that the best thing about going on dates is that you can be like let's you know split a two plates together or something yeah, like that. Totally. Get a bunch of apps and yeah, sharing. Just you know. enjoying food yeah. and not, you know, a, a date is a celebration. It's not, you know, time to... For sure. Not time to be, like, on your regimen, you know, like... Yeah. 
for sure. I, I would love to see like groups of women enjoying food, like in a gross way too, like in in a Bluto way. Like, let's go <laughs> in a Bluto way. Is it like Bluto? Like he ends up becoming a senator. <laughs> I love when he's dressed up as the pirate in the end. That's just, I mean, Animal House for me was just such a oh, great film. I, mean, I was in a fraternity in uh, in in college, and actually, it was Harold Ramis co-wrote that movie, and he was in he was in ZBT, which was my fraternity. Oh, the, awesome! The, the Jewish fraternity that I was in. Oh, but right, the ZBT. Movie, that's like I've heard great things about. It's like the biggest, largest national Jewish fraternity, but there were. It's like one and a half Jewish people in the fraternity when I was in it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little different now. Um, So yeah, those were um, two great food scenes, and we're here at the at the uh, the last segment of the episode, and that is gut instincts. And I kind of told you guys before we started Mm -hmm. recording what this is about. So just whatever, and it's called gut instincts because it's supposed to whatever just comes first when you hear these questions. So whoever whoever thinks of something first. Uh, oh no, I'm yeah, so interrupty. Okay. You should definitely like just say one of our names. Like yeah, cuz I'll just interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean then we'll start, we'll go yeah, every question, Siobhan, you can you can begin because if, <laughs> if you're, if, Thank you. <laughs> so we'll do. Uh, all right. Favorite fast food. Oh. I'm such not a fast food food person. Um the best fast food I had was British fast food, Nando's. Nando's. You know about Nando's? No, I don't. I've been to London. Oh my so. god, it's just the greatest. It's like um, Ooh, this is a foodie film first. This I don't is... want to get this wrong, so um, I'm gonna say look it up because okay. I I don't exactly know. It's like so it's British. It's fried chicken, but it's not. It's like a certain uh, it's a certain type of. I don't think it's Haitian food. It might be Maybe like Indian, because no, no, it might okay. be like Nigerian influenced. Oh, um, the, the sauce is called peri peri sauce. I wish I knew. It's I think it's it's like the African diaspora. Okay. So it's like African style uh, spices, and it it's just the most insane, most delicious food in the entire world. There's mushy peas too, so it's still Ooh, like British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Nando's. Nando's is Nando's. the greatest. I'm gonna look it up, foodie fans. You look it up. All right, Chris. What are we? What are we in the world of fast food? Um, do, we, do we have a Wendy's? Wendy's. Wendy's. Um, spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, no mayo. No lettuce. <laughs> no tomato. Spicy chicken. Add cheese. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Please do. There's a good story here. <laughs> ah. Because, so I don't. I don't like mayonnaise. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise. So. Um, he does like vegan mayo, though. I do like vegan mayo, but yeah. So, <laughs> I, w- I went to uh, to Wendy's this one time, and I ordered a spicy chicken sandwich, right? Sure. And I said, spicy chicken, no mayo. And I got the chicken sandwich. I opened it up. This is like I was 19. And it looked like somebody put their fingers in the chicken like as if to say like oh you don't want mayo okay i'm gonna put extra mayo and i'm gonna do this and i opened it up and i was a very angry young man (laughs) so i pulled my car into the parking lot and i took this chicken sandwich and i whipped it at the 
<laughs> the the front of the yeah, the just, restaurant and it just kind of went <laughs> it was like the titanic hand of mayo <laughs> and then i i drove away and then the other a, a couple days later i went in and i asked uh one of the guys that worked there i was like hey w- what do i order and he goes spicy chicken sandwich add cheese no mayo uh no lettuce no tomato and i was like mm, okay and he goes and that's that's my signature sandwich and I was like, okay, dude, whatever. That was 20 years ago, I think. And I still order that exact same thing because <laughs> it's actually really, really good. So that's my pick. Uh, spicy chicken, uh, no lettuce, no tomato, no mayo, add cheese. All right. Done. Two very interesting fast food answers. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Dude, If you, you need to have Nando's. You need to have it. I, I don't think there's any in the States yet. I wonder if there's – I'm going to be in Ireland soon. I wonder if there's any in Ireland since it's near oh yeah probably i wonder i i was in dublin i don't remember a nando's there i think there actually might be one nando's in dc i I might be making that up probably near the british british consulate could be (laughs) um all right we've you alluded to it earlier as far as you know grabbing after a show and just uh being a a fan of but what's what's your go-to cocktail or beer or liquor you know just go to drink um, just any like snobby as fuck artisanal whiskey or bourbon drink. Ah, yeah. Right. On the rocks or straight? Mm, rocks. It's good if there's like a big ass yeah, rock big in cube. it. Yeah. Cube. yeah. I have that yeah. in my freezer, just the one big square cube. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Same. I, I think uh actually we have it here, um uh Widow Jane. Oh. Yeah, Widow Jane uh, big rock. That's that's where it's at. What about you? I am a bourbon drinker as far as uh, liquor uh, and I like Irish whiskey. And then as far as like cocktails go, I'll definitely go a bit more like rum based or oh, something wow. like yeah. that. As far as like a you know cocktail. Uh, and then I mean I just I do love beer and uh, and even when I, when I came in before you offered me it's a bourbon barrel-based uh, porter, and, yeah. and that was very delicious as I'm finishing it now, so thank I you. I was wondering what you had. I was wondering if you, like, brought your own Coca-Cola. No. I was like, uh, why? And I gave him no that ice? beautiful... Like, that, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good, so thank you for that. So yeah, those, those are mine, and thank you for asking. Um, favorite childhood snack? Oh, man. Could be anything homemade or something you would make yourself. Gummy or bears. Even gummy bears, there we go. Or Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> Puffs, uh, puffs or crunchy? Crunchy. Crunchy. The pu- never understood the puffs. I'm like on a Larry David, They're like orange caterpillars. They're like Eugene Levy's eyebrows. Full of air. Yeah, full of air. I don't want to eat. The crunch air. is where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah. actually, Cheetos healed me from my first bee sting. I got stung in the earlobe. I think I was three All or right. four. And this is uh, old, just like way of healing or, the, or this a new age straight <laughs> up I'm like crying I show my dad I'm like a bee uh. stung me he goes wait here I know what to do he grabs I, he's gone for a minute he comes back with a plastic cup full of Cheetos he goes sit on the floor and eat these 
Seriously. And I was just shocked. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you rub Cheetos. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It's going to be like, it's, uh, was that uh, my big fat Greek wedding and they use Windex? The Windex, and yeah. Your secret is rub Cheetos. Cheetos right? dust no, on the earlobe. Eat Cheetos, yeah. No, it was just straight up, like, sit on the cold linoleum floor and eat yeah. the Cheetos. And I was so dumbfounded and so yeah. shocked. Like, really? Like, I even knew what to do. Like, I knew what to put on my ear, but I was just like, okay, I'll eat them. So, ever since then, Cheetos have been medicine. <laughs> All right, gummy bears and the crunchy yeah. Cheetos. Sweet or savory? Savory. 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 All right. Favorite food city? Could oh. be domestic, could be international. Chicago. Chicago. No. Hmm. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. We live very nearby, quite arguably the best food city, but that's because it has a little bit of everything, and that's where chefs go to challenge themselves. But my favorite food city technically is New Orleans, so. Oh, New nice. Orleans. Yeah. Love New Orleans. But you gotta love that cuisine. Yeah. I think that uh, best food. I fit, this is not a city, but um, I, I mean Jersey. I I have to say, like bagels, pizza. Yeah. Like my favorite Jewish proper. deli in Fairlawn. I'm just gonna say. It's we'll a, say North Jersey. North Jersey. Let's say that. Yeah. 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 Diners. Yeah. Um, South Jersey's not actually Jersey. <laughs> I'm no, not gonna so. say that. I did. <laughs> I would like to be a separate state. I'll go on about this. <laughs> <Yeah. about that. laughs> but North Jersey, yeah, I'm all, I'm about that. Like, there's no Between like, diners, pizza, bagels. Now, let, let let me say for the record, though, Chicago, while it's an amazing food city, mm-hmm. bagels, pizza, New York, New Jersey, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I so mean, what are we what are we digging about Chicago? The steaks, the dogs. No, you know just... the the um actually what they're doing with like it. One of my favorite restaurants mm-hmm. is called the Publican. Okay. Uh, it it's in the Meatpacking District in Chicago. The greatest culinary experience I've ever had. Awesome. So I mean, just. I what mean, kind of food is it? It's it's pork based, oh. right? So th- when you show up, you haven't even set uh, uh, gotten to your table yet. They mm-hmm. give you a cone with pork rinds. Oh, but actual like not bullshit pork rinds inside yeah. like a a plastic bag, but fresh pork rinds. I mean, so fucking amazing yeah. uh and then just the, the the pork is so fresh and so you know and, and then the beef dishes are really really good um but there's you can get anything there you know whereas well listen i love new york i new york is amazing for for food mm-hmm. um so Maybe I'm too used to it or, you know, whatever. But yeah. Chicago, it was just like walking in. It was like, oh, my God. This is a different take on everything that we have here, but looks a little different. I, I feel know. like many more cities now are becoming more adventurous. Yeah, yeah. Not in, you know, in their presentation or possibly um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like f- fusions between cuisines or cultures, or just even dishes that were, pre- you know, a chicken dish that would be prepared one day. And now you're doing that with a yeah. pork or fish or beef dish or something, or yeah. vegetarian, or you know, absolutely. So yeah. that's cool. What's the name of that restaurant again? The Publican. 
the public in? The, the, like like Republican, but oh, without the pub, RE. Republican. The Publican. Ah. In the Meatpacking District in uh, Chicago. It's Publican and the Meatpacking and the Windy, Windy City. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, so good. I love those guys. Favorite cuisine? Cuisine. I don't, I think, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm really. I know, it's tough. I'm not really like. Do we mean like. Because I'm mean, not really a fine dining gal. Like, no, I'm, no, no. Like, I mean, do, um, like. Uh, just favorite cultural, genre? It Italian. French, Italian Mexican, for me. Italian for you. Um, so I feel like Italian and Jewish food are, are like, I'm used to that. Yeah. So to me, that's not like that's exciting. Home. That's just home. Yeah. I think my favorite cuisine is definitely Latin. Oh my yeah, God. I would, agree, I would agree for you anyway. Oh, I die. I die for any, like any Latin food. Yeah. Especially like, like a family run, just local spot. Mm-hmm. Like Oh, yeah, that's my that's my happy place. Awesome. How about you? Yeah, I said Same? Italian. Yeah. Oh, Italian. Mm-hmm. It's classic. It's home. And we're from Jersey. So. And you? <laughs> and me. Ooh, oh boy, You're, I feel like I'm a guest on this. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so tough. I love like Southern barbecue. I love, but then even more. But I love like Cajun Creole. So like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have to yeah. be. It really, it's just, it's my favorite. But like, if I could just say Southern cuisine, so maybe I'll have some Tex-Mex in there, some barbecue. Sure. Yeah, it's oh, all yeah, in there. Like some Southern Carolina cuisine, yeah. barbecue. Some then. Have like, you been to Savannah? Uh, I need to go to Savannah. Because Savannah has the Southern food thing, but it's also got some of that Cajun stuff too. Yeah. I think that you would love the food in Savannah. I know, Savannah. It's so close to so many places I've been, but I have not been there yet. So maybe that's that, maybe that's a nice winter getaway this year. And the the social life, like the nightlife. Mm-hmm. We just went just briefly. We were driving my mom down to Florida. We stopped there. Oh my god, we had no idea. The nightlife is is awesome. Just awesome. live music, just like in the streets you can hear. It's it's a lot like New Orleans for sure. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure food. So you know, you're just from snacking on such things that you're just like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this right now. So obviously, you know, it tends to be cookies, chips, ice cream, but it, you know, can't, you know, popcorn or just too much Chinese food. Oh man. For me, it's ribs. Ribs. All right. I mean, it, it, you don't normally have those on hand, but I love, <laughs> like you said, Southern barbecue. Yeah. I love barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, I could really murder like baby back ribs. Yeah, you'll have a platter in front of you, and they'll be like, "Where did it all go?" Yeah, done. <laughs> and normally, I don't finish my meal, but yeah. if I do, it's probably ribs. ribs. It's brisket. It's yeah. burnt ends. You know, that's oh. that. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so upset when I go to like a barbecue place and I like, go, "We're already out of the burnt ends." I'm like, oh. oh, why? <laughs> do you hate me? <laughs> I think my guilty pleasure food is. Probably cheese. Cheetos. Cheese. I will, I will get... Uh, okay, yeah. That's why there's no cheese in the house right now, because I will get cracked out on it. <laughs> like, that's true. Whenever we're at she a wedding... She loves cheese. Like, because I, like, I try to be really good during the week, and then on the weekends, I just, like, have fun with food. That's, yeah. like, my time to just play. Okay, yeah. So, if we're at a wedding that's on a weekend, I'm just like, give me the cheese plate. Like, fresh mozzarella. <laughs> if there's fresh mozzarella around... I'm like, kling, kling. I'm slicing it, I'm slicing it, and I eat like just, yep. and I'm drizzling the olive oil on it, mm. and I'm putting salt and pepper, and I am just, Hoop. yeah, like cheese that's is a definitely very, her thing. That's an odd guilty pleasure because like, 
if it's like an easy like snacky thing i should really just be ripping like craft singles but i i don't fucks with that <laughs> <I don't... laughs> you do a gig when you're like and you stop in hoboken and you get some fresh mutts or something oh yeah my That's dad like will that. give it to me like he'll yeah. they'll have extra at my dad's house I'll be like, here, take the mozzarella. I'm like, no, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll come home with a ball of French mozzarella. And then she'll be, she'll be like, ah. Uh, favorite condiment. Chris, I know yours mayo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah, do we, yeah. do we you have, have like, a specific? Because some hot sauces you're like... Tapatio, man. Tapatio. We're a Tapatio house. We also uh-huh. have Cholula. We have Frank's Red. Yeah. We have like... Texas Pete's is good. Yeah. I, yeah. We have yeah. four others. We have a lot. We're a hot sauce house. But yeah. like... Yeah, Tapatio, Tapatio is just... Is, it just scratches all the itches. Yeah. Awesome. How about yourself? Don't say ketchup. We'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, it all depends on... Right, right now, I love, there's this Peruvian place by me, and they make this, like, green, I don't even know what it is. They just sell it, and it's this green sauce. <gasps> nice! And like just, like a, a, ver- like a verde? So like a, yeah, like a bit more... Um, is it like chimichurri? Yeah, it's in that, it's in that nice. yeah, family. Nice, I just, nice, like, nice, yeah. nice. You know, but, like, I mean, so, you know, they just, obviously, I wrote the question, but, I mean, as far as, I mean, I do love hot hot sauces as well but it all Dude, we love on. hot sauce in this house we so got like yeah. we like we have a whole thing i, love, I also love vinegar i love just taking vinegar's vinegar, good yeah like, you know, taking some fries and doing the malt vinegar or something Ooh. yeah you know that's nice that's like fish a, and chips. Uh, a fish and <laughs> chips yeah yeah for sure uh what's the last thing you ate i technically should i know but yeah well actually so i i want to turn people on to something they might not know about okay please um i had eggs Chris made me scrambled eggs, um, and then I put like a boatload of this stuff on top of it called Ajvar. 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 Okay. You guys need to all get into it. Stop sleeping on Ajvar. Go find it. It's um, a Middle Eastern puree of roasted peppers. Ooh. So it's peppers and like a little oil and like maybe a, a little bit of salt. Yeah. Some some Ajvar has sugar. I would recommend getting one that does not have sugar. Okay. Um, a lot of the local, like international markets, have it. Like a Fairway or a Whole yes. Foods or yes, a... Fairway has it. Whole Foods doesn't. Oh, okay. Fairway has it, and then there's like um, you know that uh giant, giant farmers market. There's one in Oakland. Yes. There's one in Waldwick, um, but the one in Oakland has like, like, in Jersey, an entire yes, in Oakland, New Jersey, um, it has like a an entire aisle. Wow. With Ajvar and different like variants on it, and there's one with just eggplant prepared the same way. But you guys got to get into this Ajvar. Get the hot one if that's too much for you. Get the mild one, but start at the hot one. Nice. Right. I uh, uh, made um, uh, lettuce wraps tonight <laughs> for dinner. What was in the wraps? Um, I made like a taco, like a beef taco thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with some tomatoes and actually a little bit of corn salsa that I put together and um, in a lettuce wrap. Nice. So that's what I ate. But what'd you have? Last thing, uh, some a la- leftover. I was at my uh, parents recently, and of course my mom sent me home with some leftovers. Of the uh, yes. so <laughs> it was a, uh, a grilled uh, lamb chop. 
Oh, wow. Leftover grilled lamb chop. Yeah, that's outstanding. So wow. that is like a, like a spinach, uh, sautéed spinach and some broccoli. Ooh, awesome. That's nice. Yeah, I'm digging that it was but that you guys both had some like you know like home cooked things a lot of times. I ask people, it's just like something that they ordered in or went out and ate. So I'm digging that. That's a, and actually, uh, well, I'll jump to a, a question after the last thing you ate, which is, do you prefer to uh, like eat in or go or go out and eat? Like what or not even prefer, but what tends to be you know? You know, I we we love going out to eat. I I love. Uh, taking her out to eat or she take uh, will take me to you know out to eat but the thing that makes me most happy I think is cooking and um, staying home and you know enjoying food together yeah. and um, even even if I'm you know I love to cook you know and I cook most of the meals in the house um, but I love when she sits right where you're sitting and while I'm cooking and I'm like, you know, talking to her and, you know, um, making dinner and then we can kind of sit and enjoy that dinner. Um, but you know, it's, it's always fun to go out. See, I love when he cooks, but I have this thing where (laughs) cleaning makes me angry (laughs) because I get mad at how messy things are. Like Uh it doesn't make any sense, but whenever I clean up, like, so I get, full of rage and he's like what's wrong and I'm like ah how do we let it get so messy do you know what I just wiped up so like I love his cooking and it tastes like love but I do not want to fucking clean it even if it's just like like rinsing the dishes and putting them in the dishwasher like <laughs> if he makes sauce there's like tomato water inside the pots and I hate tomato water I don't like it gets all over my shirt so I know I sound like such a brat I really do but it's just like and I will clean I will do it but I don't prefer it um, even though I do prefer his cooking to going out, I do. That's nice. That's nice having the, you know, like you said, that you can be sitting right by one another. We can catch up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always nice to be able to talk and, you know, sometimes, you know, when you go out to dinner and, you know, you're stopped every, you know, 10 minutes, yeah. you know. Or you feel rushed. Yeah, you, you know. feel rushed, yeah. yeah. And, like, just the markup on everything. Sure, sure. Also, I'm such a cocktail snob, and I feel like I really enjoy making cocktails. That's oh. He likes to cook, but I like to make drinks. And I like to take my sweet old time. I'm like that, I'm like the, um, you know, in Love Actually, where uh, Mr. Bean is making the gift bag. Yeah. That's like, me oh, with drinks. <laughs> I'm that's, like, it's not that's, that's just one more moment. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's me. Alan Rickman, right? Alan Rickman. Yes. Yes. What would be your last meal? Oh wow. Okay, so I would. I think it would start with. Um. Oh shit. Well done, Taylor Ham and Cheese. Nice. Yeah. In a jersey. Love it. Yeah. On a uh, sesame bagel. Okay. And then I would have a... I'm going to die anyway, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> then I would have a ribeye steak. Um, rare, I think. Rare. And then I would have my mother's chicken cutlets. Oh, they're good. Yeah. From like 99, 
like 1999, meaning that my mom doesn't really <laughs> spend too much time on cooking those chicken cutlets. So basically, your chicken cutlets from now. <laughs> well, maybe my chicken cutlets from now. Um, uh, because that reminds me of home. And because like, I'm going to die anyway. So you know what? And I'm also going to have my grandmother's meatballs. Ooh, yeah. Then I'm going to be dead. And I'm going to be dead. (laughs) I'm like almost crying thinking about it. Like I, because it's my first food memory, I would have like fried calamari and linguine with pesto. It just makes me think of my parents and it makes me think of like a time where I was just learning about what felt, things that felt good to me. Yeah. You know, I I could cry right now just thinking about it. Um, I would want to go back to that before dying and just think about like when I first came into this world and all the things that I didn't know um, that didn't make me sad yet mm-hmm. and just that sheer joy of the fucking pesto. <laughs> <laughs> spirit food. If, if you could be, if you know, like what is your spirit food? What, what food do you think best, you know, encapsulates you? Oh, Slow like and smoke you- ribs. What's that? Slow and smoke ribs. Slow and smoke ribs. All right. That is your spirit uh, food. He's a Taurus, so like definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, low and slow smoke ribs is my shit. All like, right. That's that's me, right there. Yeah, you're an easygoing guy, so it's just like go with the flow, low and <laughs> yeah. slow. <laughs> just slow and slow, baby. Oh shit! What is my spirit food? Can you something spicy? <laughs> uh, I don't fucking know. I think it would be like fuck pickles. No, wouldn't be pickles because I'm not, I'm not like a pickly like, um. Hmm. I think that I would be an avocado with lemon juice squeezed on top of it and salt. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes sense. You are a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Because that makes total sense. Wait, why am I an asshole? No, no, because you really... You nailed it. You captured it. Yeah, you nailed it. All right. Yeah, for sure. You're not that because you're an asshole. You're an (laughs) asshole for perfectly not what you are. Thank you, right? I need to have you around all the time. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a podcast host today. I'm a couples counselor. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make it. Yeah. It's complicated. Uh, <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Um, last question, and it's a, it's a, it's not, it's not an easy one, but just whatever you think. What is the greatest lesson you've learned in food? I, I think I said it earlier. I mean, for me, it was you know I was a heavy kid, you know, growing up, you know, so um, I didn't really have a great relationship with food because. It was, you know, it, it was weird because my mom and my grandmothers, everybody would be like, eat, 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 eat more, eat more, eat more. Then you ate more and say, oh, you know, you're getting heavy, you're, you're gaining a little bit of weight. So you'd be like, well, what the fuck? Like, I was, I came here last Sunday mm-hmm. and um, I, 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 you, you told me to eat more, you know, and I think the 
biggest thing that I learned, at least for me, was, like I said earlier, everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. You can enjoy um, all these wonderful things that we talked about all night tonight. And you you can do so in a healthy manner. Um, And I think so often when people write off food they, they you know all the things that we said oh, about ribs and burgers and dogs and all this uh, 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 french fries and all these things everybody wants to write them off quick saying oh okay I can't have that for me it was enjoying everything in moderation and I think that's the healthiest um, association and relationship with food is feeling like you can have this and have that and have this and have that, but do so in a in in a way that's that's healthy for, um, you know, long term life and and relationship to yeah. food. Um, at least for me, I think that's the most profound uh, thing. And God, I love to eat. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with you. It's just like when you know when you got a lot of food at family events or God knows. I mean, we we actually we uh, met at a wedding. I met yeah. you guys at a mutual friend's wedding. Sure. And I love. God knows, I love a good cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And between the drinks and the you know and just the finger foods and everything like that. But you know that's you got to be cautious. Sure. Because then you're on the dance floor and you know. You don't want to be making a fool of yourself. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. It's I fine. Know. You're allowed. It's fine. Um, I would say something similar, but I would just add to it. Um, food is moments. So I, I hear a lot of people say that they don't like certain foods or food groups because they had this one bad time with it. Sure. And yeah. so I would say to that, it's a moment. That's not the only time. Like, for example, you with mayo, like – he, he had some bad experiences, one or two with mayo. And I always say to him, like, <laughs> it's not always going to be like that. Like, one time he had really bad sushi that was very mayo-y. And it made him feel really gross. But it's like, I brought the vegan mayo home and I was like, this is different mayo. Try it with my chicken salad. Sure. And he was like, yeah. oh, this is actually lit. So, on both sides of it, in good ways and bad ways, food is moments. They can be great moments. And they can also be like, pretty yucky ones but try and see it outside of that moment and try again yeah and as far as food addictions go i think that's also a good mantra food is just moments you know like this night that i had with when i was anorexic i had this one really bad night with jelly beans and it's just a moment it was a bad night and and i got through that mm-hmm. you know like if you were bad one time and you had like an entire pizza by yourself. It's just a day. Yeah. It's a moment. You're not going to you're not going to go to hell, you know? <laughs> it's just moments. So choose the way you interpret those moments. Choose the one that gets you to move forward and to survive and to learn and grow and appreciate life. No, definitely. I mean, that's where that that's those are two great answers and that's lessons are I mean, in it you're you're, you're learning. And that's what that is. When it, whether it's the quantity and or the or the quality or just you know or just and learning from that, like you said, like sitting down, eating a whole pizza, you know, like I've done, and then I'm like, oh my god, why did I just do that for? Yeah. But it's just like you know what, like 
remember how this feels and then just don't re- if you if you disliked it that much just make sure not to repeat it yeah right remember, and usually it's like well the, the pizza time. was fucking great yeah exactly i loved it <laughs> yeah. i feel guilty now but it's like okay it was yeah. a moment and i was a little bit indulgent yeah. and that's it yeah. tomorrow i won't do it exactly well guys um i mean thank you so much for coming on right now i want you i i love your band so please plug away tell us tell us about the fuzz and just i mean what it what it is about and just i mean and where you're performing and what what's new well we have uh many shows coming up um actually maybe not many we have we have quite a few um we're pretty local to the east coast tri-state area mm-hmm. um we are playing a show uh, well, wait, when is this going to air? <laughs> this will air, um, what's, a, a week from Wednesday. So what, what day is that? The Yeah, so before. Okay, so we're playing. 26 or something like that? Oh, okay. So we're playing in California on Thursday, the 27th of September. In Costa Mesa, California, uh-huh. uh, at a place called the Tiki Bar. And then we're playing the Cannabis Trade Show at LA Live at the Grammy Museum. Um, Cannabis trade show. That sounds like a wild time. (laughs) Our our band members are super stoked on it. Um, Knitting Factory, September 30th. I I love the Knitting Factory. Yeah, September 30th. uh, 30th in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, please be our guest. But, you know. um, Asbury Hotel, October 19th in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And Rockwood Stage One on Friday, October 26th. Which is like basically Halloween weekend. Yeah, and cool. so you can always follow um, us at Instagram at the Fuzz and J or uh, Facebook dot com slash the Fuzz and J. Um, all the fall shows are are up there in case. And there's more coming, and we have a new record coming out awesome. um, in like late in October, uh, early November, called Pretty Demolition. How many and, records do you guys have now? Uh, so we have two out right now. Yeah. Uh, we have our first record called Fire at Will. We have our second one uh, called Siobhan and the Fuzz, our full length. And this one is called Pretty Demolition, and it's coming out. Like late, uh, later yeah, fall. I would say later fall. Um, but, yeah, uh, SiobhanandTheFuzz.com. No. No, yeah, Siobhan the, and the Fuzz. Oh, well, we're the Fuzz. We're not well, Siobhan and the Fuzz. That was the, our old name. The website is still SiobhanandTheFuzz.com and <laughs> uh, TheFuzzNJ.com and then Instagram, no, we Facebook, don't have and NJ. all that com. stuff. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll find us anyway. <laughs> if you Google the Fuzz NJ. Yeah. yeah, you'll find it. Okay. And are those CDs available on uh, Yeah. Yeah, CDs. Uh, we've got merchandise, T-shirts, and stickers, and yeah, we don't have our merch online stuff. yet. But if you come to our show, we we have an abundance of merch. Yes. Awesome. Um, any anything? Uh, we've, we've said shows. We said where you can find you guys on uh, as far as CDs and everything like that. So, well, guys, thank you so much. And we have a uh, kind of like a a sign-off line, which this stem, this is something my grandmother would always say uh, when she would have us over. She would say, there's more to cut. So I feel like that just transcends from food into life. So if you would uh, both honor me with saying to the audience that there's more to cut, I don't know if you want to do a countdown or a word-for-word word kind of thing. Or... Oh, yeah. Well, that three, two, one. There's, there's more, more to, to cut. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Yummy, 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 I got love in my 
you're such a sweet 